0: For the death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Several years ago in a previous church, a woman slandered me behind my back, at least I heard through the grapevine, she slandered me behind my back for teaching the confirmation students to make the sign of the cross. You know the sign of the cross? Up, down, left, right, middle? She said, you know that cross-making stuff is just too Catholic. In fact, it's, yeah, it's too Catholic. Unfortunately, this woman did not understand that the sign of the cross is not Catholic. It's not even Lutheran. It's actually an ancient Christian practice. Indeed. It is not a Catholic practice or a Lutheran practice, but it is an ancient Christian practice. She did not realize that the making of the cross, the sign of the cross, went all the way back, at least we can see in church history, to 215 A.D. When a guy named Hypocletus of Rome, he said these words. He said this, If you are tempted, hasten, that is, quickly sign yourself on the forehead against the devil, provided you make it with faith. Not for men to see, but knowing how to use it like a breastplate. By signing our forehead and our eyes with our hand, we repulse. (laughs) We repulse the evil one who seeks to destroy us. In other words, making the sign of the cross upon your body was a practice way before the Roman Catholic Church of the medieval ages. Yes, it was a practice that developed way before the medieval Catholic Church. No wonder why Martin Luther actually embraced this simple Christian practice in his small catechism. Now, unfortunately, this disgruntled woman did not even know her own catechism. She did not know that the small catechism itself that she held so dear, as well as the hymnal that she had sung from for decades, actually encouraged people to make the sign of the Holy Cross. For example, Martin Luther stated in the small catechism, he states this, in the evening, when you go to bed, you shall make the sign of the cross, of the Holy Cross. And you shall say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Then kneeling or standing, you shall say the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer. Quote. Now, it must be said right now that making the sign of the Holy Cross is not mandatory. Hear that loud and clear this morning. It is not mandatory. It is not an obligation. Some people make it during the church service, and others don't. Some will make it at nighttime, others don't. And that is completely fine. I repeat, that is 100% completely fine. Again, it is not mandatory. However, at the same time, making the sign of the cross is not prohibited, nor should it be criticized. It is an issue of Christian freedom. Indeed, Christian freedom. But just for the sake of conversation, why would a person make the sign of the cross to begin with? Why would they do that? Do we make the sign of the cross to look pious and holy? It certainly does look pious and holy. Do we make the sign of the cross to make our Baptist friends feel uncomfortable? Perhaps. Do we make the sign of the cross for the sake of tradition? The answer is no to all of these. It has nothing to do with any of these things. Now, dear friends, When the church conducts the baptismal rite, the pastor right here at the font makes the sign of a cross upon the head and the heart of the baptized, marking them as one of the redeemed by Christ the crucified. In other words, when you and I make the sign of the cross, we are actually remembering what happened to us in our baptisms. And making the sign of the cross, we remember that in our baptisms, we were buried deeply and raised with Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul says to us this morning in our reading from the epistle of Romans, chapter 6. Paul tells you and me that in baptism we were, get this, that we were buried. Yes, that we were buried into Christ, into his death, and then raised in Christ to walk in newness of life. That is to say, the Apostle Paul does not tell you and me as Christians that we have to go get busy trying to die. That's not what he says in the scriptures. He does not say to go get busy and try to die unto Christ. But instead, he actually announces—he uh, announces the startling fact that in baptism, you have already died. You've died with Christ already. Death unto Christ is not a task for you to accomplish, but it is a reality that has already happened to you in your baptisms. In your baptism, your old self was crucified unto Christ. Your old self died. And you were raised anew in Jesus. And so, when we make the sign of the cross, we're not trying to conjure up spiritual powers. We're not doing some sort of ceremonial work to show obedience before God. We're not waving our hands around as if we're casting a magical spell. No, instead, when you and I make the sign of the cross, we're reminding ourselves about the present reality and the present power of baptism that through the mighty waters of baptism, you and I died with Christ and are raised anew in Jesus. Now, friends, it is also important to stress that baptism has never been a work of mankind. Unfortunately, too many well-intentioned Christians see baptism as a decision of obedience towards God, which is why they often wait to get their children baptized they want their child to be older to make a personal decision to be baptized because for them baptism is a first step a first step to them in becoming an obedient child of god a disciple if you will it actually kind of makes sense if baptism is an act of obedience then one would want to what wait on baptism until the child can then what make their own decision of baptism as a display of their commitment towards god himself how we should actually cry a thousand tears over this kind of thinking. For what is supposed to be a tremendous gift in this kind of thinking becomes some sort of work of mankind, some man-made work towards God. Alas, dear friends, baptism is not, I repeat, it is not you and I laying claim upon God. Baptism is not you and I laying claim on God, but it is about the Lord Almighty laying claim upon you, snatching you unto himself while we were yet sinners, saying, this one is mine, and putting his name upon us, marking us with the cross, plunging us into the waters of baptism, and saying, this one is mine. And so again, when we make the sign of the cross, we remember the reality that we are currently belonging to Jesus and that we presently have died to sin and are presently alive to God. Making the sign of the cross reminds you and me who we presently are and who we presently belong to. This is the reason why Hippolytus said that the sign of the cross repulses the devil. Boldly making that sign of the cross and declaring to the devil himself that we are buried and raised in Christ through baptism is nothing less, well, than telling the devil to take a hike. The reason being, in baptism, we're not under the dominion of sin, we're not under the dominion of the devil or death itself, but under the dominion and power of the one who is our master, Jesus Christ. Furthermore, you and I must never forget That our baptisms are not some past event that we need to remember, as if we have to be careful not to forget it, as if it's something that's in the past, you know, a dusty old book or a dusty old event in the past. In other words, we as Christians, we never say, I was baptized, but we say, I am baptized, present tense. Indeed, we would say that baptism is something that happened in the past for you, no doubt about it, but it is a present reality right now. Your baptism is a present power of grace for you right now. You are presently and continually baptized as God's child. This is actually why we cover the casket, the caskets of those who have fallen asleep in Jesus with a white funeral pall during funerals. In other words, when you were baptized as a baby, and we saw it here with little Harper today, not only was a cross drawn upon your head and your heart, marking you as one of the redeemed, but a white, a white garment was wrapped around you, a garment that was knit together by the love of some older ladies in our church, and that white garment is wrapped around you to display the radiant righteousness of Jesus, to signify you are clothed in Christ's righteousness, And so at death, the casket is also wrapped with a pall, a funeral pall, to signify, yes, to signify that the Christian baptism not only holds you at the beginning of life's journey, but holds you through life's journey, and especially at death. Baptism is a present reality. And so blessed saints, hear this. You are not a Christian who once upon a time was baptized but instead throughout every mountaintop, through every valley of life, you are Christ's continually baptized child. In baptism, you are marked by the sign of the cross and clothed in the radiance of Jesus' righteousness, and that does not run dry. It does not run dry. You were and continue to be baptized into Christ's death and his life. Now, baptized saints, this is, Well, this makes all the difference in the world, does it not? If baptism is not a present reality, then your fate would be up for grabs. If your baptism is a past reality conducted on the basis of your own willpower, then making the sign of the cross, well, really doesn't mean much of anything. It is an empty sign, a meaningless gesture. But since you're triune God... Since your triune God has snatched you unto himself in baptism, gave you a name, marked you as his own child, clothed you with his righteousness, and continues to hold you in your baptism, well, then a simple sign of the cross can be a great reminder. It can be a great reminder of who you are and what God has done for you. Blessed baptized saints, you have been united with Jesus' death and life in holy baptism. Baptism is the means by which your Lord snatches you, marks you, and gives you an identity. And so today, you do not belong to sin. You do not belong to death. You do not belong to the devil. But you belong to Christ. No one will snatch you from his hand. And so today, enjoy the great gift of baptism. Enjoy it. And if you choose, you are 100% free to make the sign of the cross. You belong to Jesus, snatched unto him. You are the baptized. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, right with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org, or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The, the Lord bless, bless and keep you. Keep you.